Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So this past week has been um, really intense. We have watched a lot of really horrible events unfold and um, disgusting behavior which was just like brought to the light. It was already present and it just wasn't being acknowledged by so many people that needed to be acknowledging it in the way that um, they are, or I should say in the way that they are beginning to. So I've been listening and watching the news and watching these tragedies and I just cannot even begin to understand. This is like grief that I will never personally have to experience and it's unkind behavior that I would never have even imagined is possible. So admittedly, I don't know what to say at all. I'm I'm seeing things on social media urging us to take a stand and I really appreciate and understand what people are doing, but I don't even know like what right I have because I've never experienced anything like this in my entire life. I've never gone through what so many in our country are facing head on right now. I heard a really great podcast that kind of helped me through some of this. Um, It's actually Shailene Johnson, and she's hosted The Shailene Show. So she brings on her friend, Kenya Kelly, and interviews her on race relations. And Kenya gives the advice of, when you don't know what to say, sit with that. Um, just sit with your feelings and and why you feel the way that you do. Is this the first time that you have felt this way? And if so, why is that the case? So I thought that was really good advice, um, especially from her perspective. And and I'm going to be personally taking some time to do that because quite frankly, and maybe you're feeling like this too, I'm really terrified of saying the wrong thing. I don't want to say nothing but I'm scared also of saying the wrong thing. So that's what I'm starting with. I'm starting with admitting that I don't know what to say. Um, This is all very sad and tragic and watching it unfold in our country is heartbreaking. And I guess it just leaves me like not 100% sure of what I'm supposed to say right now. So on a really microcosm level, Um, I also was seeing a lot of gross human behavior in my own life last week and some personal interactions where people were just making drama out of nothing and really not being kind to one another. And then there is all of this happening on this macro level where just hundreds of thousands of lives have been lost and there's anger being displayed and hatred and certain human beings are showing up in some absolutely horrific ways. I spent a lot of my weekend thinking about how on earth we can help people to wake up. How can we teach others to be better, to do better? Like what can I personally do? And I don't want to linger into dark issues. Um, I know you guys have come to expect a lot of like positivity for me and upbeat, but actually I am going to hang out here for today. At the end, I promise I will share the lessons that like I'm kind of learning through this all. 
but I also want to issue a little bit of a warning that this podcast does contain a story about death and dying, and it could potentially set off some uncomfortable emotions for you personally. So I just really want to be upfront about that as I'm going to be getting into some issues and I don't want it to be upsetting for you. So if you need to stop this podcast, um, now would be the time to do it. Lately, I have been doing this um, method called gateless writing. And essentially, it's this way of writing where you use your whole body and you don't judge your work in a critical way. In fact, you're kind of challenged to look at your writing work as kind of like a little baby. And when you read it, no one's allowed to criticize your baby, but instead you kind of allow the imperfections of it to be exactly what helps you in that process. So you don't judge your work and the other people in the uh, workshop with you do not judge your work. It has been such a wonderful process. It's kind of like a scrub brush for my brain. And after I went to my very first um, gateless writing salon, I was just hooked. So in the first one, the prompt was this. If you were to not go back to sleep, what would you say? And then like from that prompt, out came this story in more details than I've ever shared before. Um, It just kind of like poured out of me. So I'm actually going to read that for you today. And then I'm going to give you some context. If you were to not go back to sleep, what would you say? The day it happened, the sun was dancing high in the sky. It was a day even I, who doesn't particularly like them, decided to wear sunglasses. Just as that sun was shining bright, so was our friendship. Our often mercurial relationship was glowing brightly with love. Had I known that lending her my ear for those few minutes would be the last ones, had I known saying to wear the cobalt blue sweater to her interview because it brought out her eyes would be my last bit of best friend slightly nagging advice, I would have approached these moments with far more reverence. I would have been more present, kinder, gentler. I would have set aside my petty concerns of the morning like spilling coffee on my shirt or getting stuck behind someone slow on my commute. But how could I have known? That's the question coming to the surface for me again and again. The surface that I wish she still had the chance to be here on. How can we ever know? Asking ourselves that question is like jumping off a diving board and now you're halfway between the diving board and the water. I can never know. I can never be certain. All there is, is diving in, showing up, doing what you're brought here to do and who you're meant to be. Who are you meant to be? Do you exude hope for others? Are you a giver of peace? Do you bring others great joy? Are you meant to give love? Can every experience that you have with another human being be present and connected? Can you bring a smile to the face of a loved one or a stranger? Who are you meant to be? Her going to sleep has woken me up forever. It's my job to help others to find that life for themselves too, to discover how they would choose to live if they didn't know. My friend's passing away was a pivotal moment in my life. It's like one of those times that lock itself deep into your body. I remember exactly what I was doing when I heard the news. I remember what I was wearing. I remember every second of that morning as I drove myself to the store we owned in Amherst. I didn't know who to call first or what to say. I called my mom, of course. Um, and now my mom has been on the phone with me many times before when I was crying because of like whatever barely important tragedy that my millennial self was dealing with. But during this particular conversation, 
it was mostly just me apologizing because I wasn't really able to talk or make cohesive sentences. And I felt so bad for calling her in that state. My husband, Jason, was going out on a mattress delivery for the store that we owned. And while I was flying down Route 101, the customer whose house he was supposed to be at called me asking where he was. So then I tried calling him. No answer. I remember that moment setting me off just even more in my feelings. I thought for sure that two shoes had dropped in one day because I think that's kind of what happens when one shoe drops. You always feel like another one is coming. I called our landlord at the store asking if he had seen Jason and he said he had left the shop like 20 minutes ago. So now I was really freaking out wondering why he wasn't at the customer's house yet. Even now, my brain goes sometimes to that place of imagining the worst possible things, like if I haven't heard from him in a while, or if he's later to get home than expected, or if someone I love just stops short in the middle of a text conversation. I, I just constantly like worry about losing another loved one in my life. So Jason did actually, of course, make it to safely to the customer's house, Um I don't remember the reason he was running late, but it was just kind of like one of those days for him. He knew something was wrong with me, though, because my mom had texted him telling him that he needed to call me as soon as he could. So he rushed his way through the delivery, not rushed, hurried through the delivery and came to meet me at the store. Now, God only knows why I decided to go to work that day. I think I just felt like these responsibilities and I just didn't know what else to do with myself. So... It was the weirdest thing. It was like I just went on autopilot, like doing all of the things that I usually do. And it felt very surreal and weird. So why am I telling you this like horrific story? I heard this beautiful quote from Oprah about our wounds becoming our wisdom if we let them. So I I guess that's why I'm sharing this story with you. I'm telling you because I want to talk about regret. And I want to talk about making choices in our life that help us to eliminate that. And then I also want to talk about how it's our responsibility as individuals to wake up and see these nationwide wounds and this global pandemic wounds and turn those into hope and actual change and into saying enough is enough and working together to make this world a better place for all to live in. Anna and I had a very strange friendship. We had been friends since we were 14 years old. Um, she's definitely what I always considered to be my best friend. We were actually like more like sisters. We had memory upon memory upon memory from the past 18 years of our friendship. She drove to visit me in Ohio when I was in college, and I visited her when she was at this missionary school in Pennsylvania. Um, she came with me to choose a wedding dress when I got engaged. We fought and argued just like sisters though we had different opinions and views and but all of that aside despite all of that she accepted me 100% from for who I was she was like the most loving and loyal friend that I had and I remember she made such a big deal out of birthdays one birthday she came to the store where I was working and she brought like a bottle of champagne and chocolates and flowers and made like this huge birthday celebration for me on a work day. It was just, that was just the kind of person she was. Um, so it didn't matter like, you know, if we hadn't talked in a day or a month or a year, it was like no time had passed and we always picked up right where we left off. I'm sure you can think of a friend or two that you have that kind of relationship with. 
she was the person, you know, the friend who I could just waltz into her family home. I didn't have to knock on the door. I could just open the refrigerator, start munching away without asking, or I would help them fold laundry that's sitting in the hamper on the table for them. I mean, this is even, you know, when I was like in my 30s. It's like the friends who's, when I was growing up, my her parents were like my second parents and her I would go to her house and escape for dinner sometimes and enjoy like some delicious Armenian feast that they would make. And it also got me out of nights that my mom was making us beef stew for dinner. Every single person that Anna came into contact with, and it's like no joke, um, down to the cashier she was buying a coffee from, or if she bumped into the mail lady while she was delivering her mail, she really impacted people in a memorable way. They always talk about, people always talk about how when they met her, she made them feel so important and she brought them joy. I think that was because that was her gift. She always, she was here to help people be, feel special and be seen. At the same time, in the last three or four years prior to her death, she had a lot of physical pain in her body. Um, her stomach hurt a lot. She was finding herself in unsatisfactory relationships. She had a really hard time sleeping. She seemed to be like in this constant debate with herself over her spirituality and the status of that. As her friend, I really did not know what to say. I didn't know how to help her. I have a lot of regrets about our relationship from specifically May 21st, 2018 to that day in July. I I wasn't a very good friend. I was, you know, busy getting my real estate license and I was involved in my store and being a good little chamber of commerce member and I was self-absorbed and not present for her when she needed me the most. The two days before she died, I decided I was recommitting myself. I was going to make it my mission to share with her like all of the positivity boosting tools I knew and I was going to make every single effort to just pour myself into her and help her get her life going in the direction that she wanted it to be. So I started out just sending like positive affirmations that she could repeat to herself as well as, you know, checking in frequently with like happy texts and how are you's and things like that. I personally wanted to be the one responsible for like helping her to rewire her brain and and just get her life back on track. But on July 12th, 2018, she went kayaking with some friends, people I don't even know, have never even heard of, and she never came back. Our last text exchange was that day, and it was about her searching for a house to buy so she could live closer to her family and to that job that she had just gone on an interview for that morning when she came to see me at the store and asked what she should wear. So are you ready to take a deep breath and hear the moral of this story. I'm sure if you have experienced a loss of a loved one for yourself, um, you kind of see this coming. When Anna died, I, I realized how short life is and how precious it is and how fragile it is. Yet, despite all that, I, hadn't, I wasn't awake to that before. And I, I took it and I took so many people in my life and my relationships with them for granted. I was thinking about the brain this past weekend on 
on a walk and how amazing our brains are. They're like these caverns of space, right? It's like a giant storage center. Somehow you can pack like spools upon spools of creativity and then there's like the filing room where there's facts and information and knowledge and then there's the command center where it's firing off directions and guidance for all the cells in your body in a way that is just 100% completely unique to your set of specific DNA. It's incredible. And then somehow, after doing all of that, your brain is somehow still able to be hungry for more. It wakes up every single day, and you can learn and grow even more every day. So then, you know, don't even get me started on like the human body itself. You have your eyeballs, your legs. It's really just incredible what our bodies do for us on a day-to-day basis. So now, going on a macro scale again, and a bigger level than just the human body, life itself is just like this fabulous, wonderful technicolor thing. And each and every day, we get the opportunity to live that thing to its fullest. Every single day, we can savor and we can be fully awake and alive and aware. Life is too short. It's too short for me to be living in negativity, to be stewing over small petty things, or be doing something that makes us miserable in you know, on a day-to-day basis. It's too short for us to sit around waiting to take action. The time is now. It's always been now. And I guess the other lesson that I sort of learned about in, in all this was about regret. I don't find regret like a super useful emotion to hold on to or to live there, but you can use it as a guide. It's more wisdom for your journey to move you forward in better ways the next time. Now, I think what I've learned about regret is that it can be removed a little bit by being more present and thinking about your choices and making decisions that are like really authentic and align with your values and beliefs. So as I said in the beginning, sitting with some of the feelings, you may not fully know how to express yet. And just like going in and asking those deeper questions inside yourself, not just going along with things others are doing or saying or things that have been done a certain way. I think that is how I have learned to decrease and trust me, definitely not eliminate um, future regrets in my life. So those are sort of the the lessons I think I wanted to share with you today in that story. And I don't like the way that this this lesson made its way into my life. I absolutely hate what is happening to our country right now between peoples. There are so many things dividing us, trying to rip out these parts and pieces that hold us together. Is there a way for us to take these lessons, take them right now and to sew some of those things back together? Maybe if we can shed enough light, if enough of us wake up together, we are going to be able to come back wiser and we can forge more connections than we even had before. I truly believe that we can all work together to create wisdom from these wounds. This is our chance to wake up and to ask ourselves how we can affect change, how we can be change, how we can make the world a better place. It starts now. It starts with you and me. And I think it starts with loving ourselves, loving one another, loving fully, spreading joy every single chance you get and telling these stories of life that connect us and bring us all together. 
So my theme for the month of June is stepping up. And I don't really have the words to describe what that means yet, as I've it's kind of been the theme of this podcast. I wrote it down before all of this happened, and now I know even more that it's what I, I really want to be focusing on this month. Stepping up to just doing better and being better and living a, my life in a way that impacts others positively. So I'm sorry to be a little bit heavy today. I hope you found some inspiration or maybe a call to take action or that it provoked some thought into how we can truly all be in this together and to make wisdom out of these wounds and to learn and grow towards connection and unity. And I guess I just kind of want to leave you with a very journal prompt that I started with. If you were to not go back to sleep, what would you say? I would love for you to share anything that comes up for you if you decide to go ahead and take me up on that. Um, I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you listening and sharing this with anyone that you feel like it would help or inspire. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.